Thank you for tuning in to our podcast, Salt and Light, where we'll cover foundational principles for being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Enjoy this episode with ears to hear and hearts that listen. So let's go check the facts with your host, also known as my dad, Casey Harrison. Welcome back to another episode of Salt and Light Ministries. Now, I want to take a minute and thank you for being a part of this ministry to boldly illuminate genetically altered Christianity and replace it with a firm foundation for relationship with God while empowering disciples to disciple. We're here to help you form that house of relationship with God. Before we dive into the content of today, let's review the past episodes of this mini-series where we're getting an overview of how to form a solid relationship with God and what it means to submit to sovereignty. Remembering that for a relationship to work, both parties in the relationship must submit in some shape, form, or fashion. And for both parties to submit, they have to understand the characteristics of both parties. They have to understand how much control they can handle and what their limits are. And we're concentrating our discussion on the relationship between God and mankind. When it comes to God, Scripture's pretty clear. God is the supreme ruler over creation and everything outside of creation. God is sovereign. He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing, and He's everywhere all at the same time. God has all control, and He can handle the control that we give back to Him. God is unlimited. And when it comes to mankind, we're created beings, created in the image and likeness of God. And we're broken by the weight of sin and death. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. Now creations are limited by their creator. Therefore, mankind is limited by the limits God placed on us. And we found out what those limits were. God gave mankind sovereignty over the earth, little s, out of his sovereignty, big S. God gave man the power to maintain the good that God had created. And on top of that, God gave man the power to subdue or to force into submission the things of this earth. God gave mankind the power to reject and correct anything that's out of place in this earth. Basically, when God gave man the ability to rule over sovereignty, little less, and the ability to force into submission, which is to subdue, he ultimately gave us the ability to choose between, which is where we ended last week. Mankind does not have free will, not under today's definition. God does. Man has responsibility, and that responsibility is the choice of how we respond to the abilities God gave us. Respond to abilities, responsibilities. Which brings us into this week's content. What does that response look like? That response is submission through mutual respect. I know I just said a Christian cuss word, submission. No one likes to hear submission. No one wants to submit to anyone or anything. But before you tune out of this conversation, let's define submission in the terms of relationship. Submission 
is the act of accepting or yielding to a superior force or the will of an authority of another person. It's pretty tough language. The action of accepting or yielding to the will of another person, to the authority of another person, that's a tough pill to swallow. And that's today's definition of submission. But let's go back in Jesus's day and Jesus's culture and see what the definition was then. Because words do matter. And the Greek word that's used for submission throughout Scripture is hupatasso. To submit one's control, to subject oneself, to obey. The way that word was used in the Greek culture outside of the Greek military was when someone had a voluntary attitude of giving in to someone else's request. Simply put, to submit would be to accept someone else's influence over your choice and obey that influence. So it doesn't seem like the millennia have changed that definition very much when it comes to submission. And that's a great definition. But what did it look like in Jesus's day? Well, Matthew 16, 39 is where Jesus went into the Garden of Gethsemane to pray before he was arrested and ultimately died on the cross. He went a little further and fell on his face and prayed saying, Oh, my Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Here's where Jesus submitted. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Luke twenty-two forty-two says it a little differently. It says, Father, if it's your will, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. You see, Jesus accepted his father's influence over his choices. To die on the cross or not to die on the cross. Jesus obeyed the influence of God the Father. Jesus was the perfect example of submission. And some of you might be saying, well, that was then and he was Jesus. What does submission look like for us today? All right, let's keep using the same definition to accept someone else's influences over our choices and obey that influence. My two-year-old gives me great examples of this all the time. He likes to cook with daddy in the kitchen. And when I'm cooking on the stove and the stove's turned on, it's hot. Well, my son still wants to get up there and help me cook. So he reaches up for the stove because his desire is to help. But I influence his choice by telling him, hey, don't touch the stove because it's hot and you'll hurt yourself. Well, in that moment, he's got a choice. He can either listen to daddy or he can do his own thing. But instead of doing his own thing, he accepts the advice of his daddy because he trusts what his daddy says. Stove's hot, I'm not going to touch it. He submits his desire to touch the stove to his daddy's desire for him not to get hurt. You see, submission is when you willingly offer someone else control over your choices. Let's say you're going into a bakery to buy a cake. Well, you pick out the perfect cake that you want. The baker says, that'll be 20 bucks. You hand him the $20 and you go about your business. Submission happens in both sides of that. The baker submitted to your request willingly. You wanted to purchase the cake. The baker said yes. The baker said it was $20. You submitted to the baker's request for $20 to purchase that cake. That's called mutual respect. Mutual respect is offered through that exchange. That's what submission's meant to look like. 
respectfully responding to your ability of choice. Respond to ability. Responsibility. But there's times where we've had respect for someone and lost that respect, which gives us a choice to separate ourselves from them. And as we make that choice to separate ourselves, they also have a choice whether or not to accept you leaving. And if they don't accept it, they can try to resist you and force you to what they want. That's them trying to subdue you. They're trying to force you into submission. That's their response to their ability to choose. Response to ability. Responsibility. So you have submission and you have subjugation. And America is the perfect example of this. If you know your history, this country was formed as a British colony. Everyone in the colony submitted to King George III, to Britain. But the colonies, they lost their respect for Britain, and they made a choice to no longer submit to British rule. On October 25, 1774, the first Continental Congress sends a respectful petition to King George III to inform His Majesty that if it had not been for the acts of oppression forced upon them by the British Parliament, the American people would be standing behind British rule. The colonies had a responsibility of choice, and they respectfully wanted to withdraw their submission. But King George didn't respect that letter. In fact, he rejected it, and that resulted in Britain trying to subdue the American colonies. And by trying to force them into submission, that's what caused the American Revolutionary War of 1775. They also had that responsibility of choice, and they chose subjugation. Unfortunately, subjugation is the category where mankind really lives today. Because we have a unique ability to abuse power. Broken people break things, as Pastor Pepper with Cross Assembly Youth Ministries would say. That's why the word submission leaves a bad taste in our mouths. When people hear submission, what they think of is subjugation. Because humanity hangs out on the subjugation side of life. Look at culture. It's been teaching subjugation for years while calling it your rights. Culture today pushes you to think for yourself. Think of yourself first. Be your best self. Do what you want, no matter what others think about it. Fight for your power. You have the power to act without constraint. You have free will. You do you, boo. Submit to subjugation and let's call it education. Culture today has taken out mutual respect from submission and disguised subjugation under the cover of social justice. And you don't have to look very far to find examples of this, where a potential respectful mutual submission could have taken place, but instead it was turned into subjugation through social justice. Remember the example of the baker I just gave you? That was actually a real-life example, except it didn't turn out peacefully. Melissa and Aaron Klein closed their bakery in a Portland suburb called Sweet Cakes by Melissa, and they closed it after they were fined $135,000 for refusing to make a wedding cake in 2013 for a lesbian couple. Aaron Klein said that his bakery did not make cakes for same-sex ceremonies because same-sex ceremonies violated his belief that a marriage is limited between the union of a man and a woman. Now, this is his beliefs. This is his bakery. No matter where you fall on the aisle when it comes to gay marriage, this is his choices. You see, a respectful submission would have looked like the example I gave earlier. The gay couple could have gone to a different baker. 
that didn't have the same beliefs and supported that business. The Kleins could have also made sure that they didn't condemn the gay couple for getting married based on their beliefs. Remember, as Christians, we're not here to condemn anybody. Jesus didn't come into this world to condemn. He came into this world to love and save the lost. And we're supposed to mirror what Jesus did. The gay couple going to a different baker and the Kleins not trying to condemn them would have been two people with different views agreeing to disagree, not one trying to subjugate the other one. Unfortunately, it just became another example of one person's beliefs being subjugated under the disguise of social justice. And that's not the only example. I mean, rape is another example of subjugation. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. If a man rapes a woman, he's subjugating her to his will. He's forcing her into submission. If a woman rapes a man, which it does happen, she's subjugating him to her will. She's forcing him into submission. Subjugation is not the submission the Bible speaks of. Because submission is showing mutual respect for yourself and someone else by choosing to allow them to influence your choice, good or bad. And we all submit to something or someone. Don't buy into the lie that you don't submit. Alcoholism is the act of submitting to alcohol. Drug addiction, that's the act of submitting to drugs. Going to AA is the act of submitting to a life free from alcohol. Therapy is the act of submitting to becoming a better version of yourself. Salvation is the act of submitting to the ultimate supreme ruler and gaining the best version of yourself. Scripture says in Matthew 6, 24, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or else he'll be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and man. There's no gray area here. God says, I've set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. He didn't say, I set before you life, death, and if you want to stay neutral, go ahead. (laughs) No, there's no gray area. We all submit to something or someone. So what are you submitting to? Is that person or thing bringing you life? Or is it bringing you death? Think about that this week. Really take an inventory of your heart and check yourself to find out who or what you're submitting to. Check your heart to see where in your life you're trying to subjugate your will on other people. And then join us next week and we'll talk about what mutual submission looks like between God and us. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email us at office.saltandlight at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until then, be bold, be strong, be blessed.